0: Hey guys, before we start the show, check out the six-week new client surge program. It's starting very soon on February 4th. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get all the info. Thanks. Hey, today I want to have some little fun and talk about some illegal things I have done as a gym owner. And I am no way condoning my own behavior. <clears throat> I am simply sharing a story and sharing what I did Um Whether I would do these things again or not, um, I'm not sure. So my purpose in sharing this for you today is for pure nostalgia on my part to share a somewhat of an entertaining story, nothing crazy, but then also to really get you to appreciate Maybe the early days, if you're a gym owner listening to this and, you know, you're, you know, five, six, seven, eight years into it and you, you look back on these times. But also if you're there right now, um, what are maybe some things you may not want to do or maybe to do? It's up to you and your moral compass. So my first illegal thing um, I ever did was I, I was you're not supposed to use fields, right? And you could get in a lot of trouble for this. Um, But you're basically you have high school fields like that are the turf and stuff like that. And you're really not supposed to use these as a for profit business without some kind of permit without some kind of thing. And so the first year and a half of my business life was spent on these fields I would drive from one field to the next to the next to the next and I would train kids on there and I literally would be collecting checks from parents um, you know on on the field right then and there the transactions like a drug deal the, the parents would like you know hand me these checks or wads of cash and I'd go on and I would train their kids and I had I had insurance, but there was no insurance related to the field or, or anything like that. And I was like, you know, when I look back, it was like, I could have gotten in a lot of trouble. But at, the, at that time, I didn't really have any money to be able to put into renting a field because they the believe it or not, like I only needed like a small piece of the field, a really small piece to train five, six kids to rent the whole field is like it's a lot of money. And, you know, you can always find these little patches of grass here and there. Um, but when I look back on it, it's one of the illegal things, uh, that I did throughout, uh, my first year and a half of business, whether I would do it again or not, I'm not pretty sure. I think I would. I mean, I think that probably it's, it's a big slap in the wrist unless something bad happened. Um, but it's kind of a, 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 a thing where it's like. You, you do what you need to do in the beginning of your business career. And, you know, sometimes you want to walk the line and sometimes you want to do everything by the book. And that whether I'm no, not giving advice on what you should do, but you know, it, 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 it you know, sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands to make something happen. Um, so that was kind of the first illegal thing I did. Um, the second illegal thing was a little bit more illegal. And so, very interesting story. So, we had a um, a back area, a wooded, a back area, wooded area uh, at our first gym. And I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but well, whatever, here goes. Um, I could get in trouble, but you never know. So, so it's... It's the facility, and, and we got we, we had this back area and there's woods back there. And one of the hurricanes hit. I think it was Hurricane Sandy hit and took, like, every tree down. Like, I am talking, like, all the trees got knocked down from the hurricane. And all of a sudden, we looked one day, and they cleared the trees out, and we had this huge open field. And it was like a dream come true for a gym owner, especially one that trained athletes. We were like, all right, we got this outdoor field. All we needed to do was clear all the trees out, clear the stumps out, smooth it out, and we got a field. Um, you know, that that would make sense. You you plant some grass and but I wanted to take a, a little step further, a little step further, and I wanted to turf it. And I wanted to turf it. So literally, I turfed the woods. I turf the woods. And it's so here is here is what happened. So it, it's really interesting, and it's kind of I guess when I say it, it's not really that illegal, but it's pretty funny. So I have a I had a client, really good client, great guy, still a client today. Um, owns a construction company, and I told him what I wanted to do. He's like, "Yeah, we backed the trucks up. We you know they literally had to um, uh, pour dirt back there because you need to add more dirt. So they're bringing these massive trucks back there and and loading dirt." to, to fill it in. It's called fill dirt. And we. so the other thing we needed was like, he had all these huge machines that he, he brought to the, to the facility and he kept them there because like he had, there was a big project. So he kept them there. So we're like putting fill down, towing stone. We had a big roller that we were rolling to make it flat. And I had, so I have all this huge, like yellow caterpillar type machines, um, that come that that are on then they're just sitting there they're just sitting there and here's i got like some notice in the mail one day and the notice in the mail was a cease and desist letter and basically it was like a cease and desist letter of what um we were doing needed to stop right away with with the with the with the backhose and the, everything like that and um <laughs> and so, anyway, so they they shut us down, and I'm like, you know, several grand into this by the by the, by that time, and I'm like, man, what's gonna happen? We're gonna end up with this dirt field, and I, you know, I think I talked my way out of it, made a couple phone calls for in the community, and um, we ended up actually getting it approved. They said, you know, please continue. So technically, this one wasn't illegal. It certainly did start. But uh, we ended up uh, – we, we bought used turf from uh, Swarthmore College. We got the turf shipped out. We installed the turf. Um, we, install- we installed the turf. We had like 27 very strong men move this turf, and it was like took everything they had to move this thing an inch. It was so heavy because it came with the rubber infill still in the actual uh, turf. So it was super heavy. And, um, we ended up finally getting it. I had some guy come out and put the seams together, but, uh, that was like this second illegal, stupid thing I've done, but it's actually that turf field. We're not at that facility anymore. And the turf field is still there. Uh, today we had a lot of sessions on that field in the back was literally a turf field in the middle of the woods with like trees surrounding and, and stuff like that. We had picnic benches back there. We had a blast. But um, y- you can see that uh, you go through your career, you do dumb stuff, you do stupid stuff. Again, I am not condoning anyone doing anything illegal, but I am just sharing my experience. I'm sure there's other things I can think of. More wanted to just give you a little bit of a couple of funny stories about the old school days of owning a gym and running a gym and doing everything you can you know, to make it. And I was like, you know, those are the days where I was just like, you know, I still do. But um, I was just like, I wanted every possible great experience for my clients. Like, I wanted my kids to be able to sprint outside because I, we had a 20-yard indoor turf field. And I didn't want to have to stop so fast. I wanted them to sprint. I wanted them to open up. And I wanted them 30 yards. And when, even when we got the turf field, we put rubber mats down in the driveway so it would spare their joints a little bit more and, you know, things like that. So it's like, you know, it, back then, obviously, I'm doing a lot more con- coaching, consulting now. But back then, it was like everything that I could make my facility, everything was to make my clients better and give the clients a better training experience. And I think that that is kind of the mindset that you still need to have. I think sometimes, you know, and obviously, I'm, I'm the biggest proponent for you to market your gym. But a, a lot of times, it's, you know, especially if you're getting off the ground. And had a conversation with someone about this the other day. Um, the, the best thing to do to get off the ground is to just do a damn good job and create a good buzz in your community. If you don't have that, you're dead. If you don't have that, you're done. You're not going to make it it really is i'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure as much as i teach marketing and as much as i teach this, if you don't have a good product that when you first start getting people say there's this new guy down the street and he does this, all this well, but if you don't have that conversation going on you're not going to make it so all the all the all the marketing stuff i teach you and all that stuff and it's all well and good it's all well and great but you can't outmarket a bad product you can't outmarket a bad product so I, I 100% agree. And the first thing I always teach is 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 when someone's starting out to get the word, two things, get the word out, doesn't always need, mean you have a, a sophisticated funnel, but get the word out and do a damn good job when you're training people. Get the word out, do a damn good job when you're training people. Those are the two things that you need to do really well. So hopefully my two stories maybe made you smile, uh, maybe made you think like, oh, Vince is such a... Uh, a little, uh, <laughs> he's, he's not that bad. Those are two easy things. I've done many more illegal things than that. Or you're horrified at what I could have done that I trained kids on fields without uh, a permit or insurance or anything like that. And, um, so, but just talking the gym owner tales, here's the, and, and, and the point I want to make too, is that like, you know, I'm on this journey with you. You know, I am a gym owner. I still am a gym owner. I, I, I've been through every stage of of this of this journey and that's my mission is now to help you uh, as the gym owner that's on this journey because it's not an easy thing it's not an easy thing to to do what you're doing i will i will I'll definitely say that it's not an easy thing to go out and to get new clients and to do continue to do a great job and when you're tired and you're trying to hire staff it's a, it's it's hard it's a hard thing to do and that's really what my next mission in life is to be is to be that beacon of light and hope for you, the gym owner, to take your business to a level that's going to give you the life that you deserve. So hopefully this uh, resonated with you. Maybe you smiled or laughed and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Remember, the six-week new client surge program is around the corner. We're starting on February 4th. This is something I only run two times a year. And if you are looking to become the master of your marketing and make your business stunningly profitable, this is something you don't want to enter 2020 without. Check out all the information in the link in the show notes and be sure to watch some of the videos of the customer showcases because there's a lot of them on there and it's all from people that are gym owners just like you that have had really, really awesome results. So check out the link in the show notes for the six week new client search program that starts on February 4th. Thanks so much.